Thanks for downloading Scott Harold's podcast. If you use a smart speaker, you can always ask Alexa to enable the SOS radio skill. It goes without saying that we all want to be happy, but achieving a sense of happiness, it's complicated because we're complicated. And we're talking about that with Dr. Kimberly Leonard today on SOS Radio. How are you? I am doing great. Thanks for having me on. Why do you think happiness is so complicated? <laughs> well, it doesn't have to be. But, you know, happiness a lot of times is externally driven where joy is internally driven. So part of it is, you know, what are we talking about when we talk about happiness? I think a lot of times we mismatch a lot of that because we just think of happiness like it's an emotion and then joy, I'm supposed to always have that, like the Apostle Paul's writing the book of Philippians from prison talking about how we should have joy in all circumstances and you're like, yeah, that just doesn't apply to me. I'm just not feeling happy. What's the difference? (laughs) I think there's a big difference. You know, it's really interesting. There's some research out that talks about happiness is created in our mind. And in fact, our mind cannot tell the difference between happiness coming from an outside source and that what comes from within. In other words, when we manufacture it. So if we want to feel that happy feeling, all we have to do is think about a time when we were happy and we experienced that. Or we can create something, create it the way you want it to be and feel that happy feeling. Now, that's just temporary, but that's the the fact that so much of our happiness is decided by us. We're talking with Dr. Kimberly Leonard today at SWS Radio. We're talking about the relationship between happiness and joy and the feelings we have where the healthiness of our emotions come to play. Just a minute ago, Kimberly, you were talking about how our brain doesn't really discern the difference between something happy coming from inside of us or coming from an external circumstance. It's more than just a power of positive thinking. <laughs> In some ways, it is. And if you think about it, some of the things that give us the most happiness are the small things. You know, everybody likes to have a job promotion or a raise or have something good happen to them. But that is just so temporary. But the things that really give us lasting and really deep joy and happiness are simple things. I mean, I am a grandmother. I didn't think I'd ever want to be called a grandmother (laughs) But I am a grandmother of a three-year-old little girl, and that gives me more joy just seeing her, talking to her, playing with her. That gives me more joy than just about anything. So what you're saying is that if we can stop and visualize our rough circumstances or our anger or our baggage in a different way and say, I'm going to visualize myself in this story in more of a happy situation, it actually does something in our brain to start to pull us out of that? It really does. And we can do the opposite, too. We can keep thinking about things that we don't like and have really uncomfortable feelings as long as we want to or we can change that and you know there's so many simple things you can do to change that quickly one is just change your posture when you're feeling bad you're kind of leaned over when you're feeling good your posture is up and then just change what you're looking at so so many times we are focused on one thing and if the one thing we're looking at is unhappy we feel unhappy if what we're looking at is sad we feel sad But what if we just opened up our vision? This is where my optometry comes into play. 
What if we used our central inner peripheral or side vision and we opened that up and we could see so many more things. We could see all the possibilities. We can see there's other choices, other options to think about. So there really is something to the whole idea of not just putting our eyes on our problems, but actually refocusing and putting our eyes on God, who's bigger than all of our problems. That's exactly right. You know, there's times when we feel like we can't even do it ourselves. And I don't know what I would do without my faith, always knowing that God is there and he is bigger and more powerful and that I have access to that power because I'm his child. Well, tell me your story, Kimberly. You know, what role has faith played in all of that for you and your journey? I'm always in prayer or talking to God, if that makes sense. So everybody has a different feel or look of their faith. So this is just personal to me. But to me, God is my God, as in someone I worship, but also God is my friend and someone I just talk to throughout the day. I feel like I hear from him and I talk to him throughout the day and Everything I do, from the simplest to the more complex, I'm asking, what do you think, you know? Or I'm thanking him. You know, if something good happens, I thank him. Something as silly as when I wake up in the morning, I say thank you. (laughs) I'm glad that I woke up. And, you know, when someone uh, gives me a smile, I say thank you. Or when I can smile at someone else, you know, it's those simple things of always being in gratefulness and thankfulness and knowing that God is always there. I'm never alone, even when sometimes I feel like I'm alone. Now, we're talking about where we focus our eyes has a correlation with our happiness. And we're talking with Dr. Kimberly Leonard today at SWIS Radio. You've studied behavior and you've studied eyesight and brain chemistry. And you actually wrote a book called Visualizing Happiness. I mean, you spent the last 30 years studying what happiness is, despite what's going on around us. But what have you noticed about the difference between what we see and what we feel. You know, we can look out at the world and see something that's disturbing to us. And many of us have been seeing that for a while now with all this going on. But you can still take your eyes and focus them on what you want. There are people who are thriving in all this chaos and upset. And it has to do with their focus. They're taking, you know, lemons, they're making lemonade. They're finding out you know, how can I live in this situation and how can I even thrive in this situation? And they're doing that by focusing on what they can do, not by what they can't do. What was it, Henry Ford, that says, you know, when you say you can't do it, you probably can't? (laughs) Uh Uh-huh, exactly. And if you can, you can. I mean, people have actually blossomed in this situation. There are people who were at a job they hated for, you know, 20 years, and all of a sudden they create their own business or their own foundation, or they found a hobby that they always thought they didn't have time to do, and they're doing it, and they're having fun. It's so easy to think that our emotions are directly related to God's nearness to us. And we're talking with Dr. Kimberly Leonard today at SOS Radio. And when we're feeling happy and excited about something, it's like, oh, yeah, I feel like God's near. But when we're feeling sad or angry or depressed, it feels like God's a million miles away. I mean, I almost go so far to say it's almost prideful on our part to think that God's limited by our human emotions. But a lot of times that's how we live our life. That is so true, you know. He's always there. We just have to reach out. 
And, you know, there's nothing better than when you're feeling like you're not hearing from God. We were given this book called the Bible. And I know when I start reading scripture out loud, I am blessed by it. And sometimes when I'm in that situation where I feel God's far away, I just read and read and read until I feel he's near. Of course, he's always been there, but I need those powerful words to go through my physical brain to touch my heart sometimes. Now, what have you noticed about the role that emotions play with our soul? I think our soul is just always our soul, but our emotions can change and go up and down and we're dealing with things in life. But the soul, who you really are at your core, that remains the same. I don't see how emotions would change your soul. I think it's interesting because so many of us, we make our decisions on life based off of our emotions and we forget about what things do to our soul or the role of who we really are inside is different than just what we see or just what we feel on a given day. Even like our view of truth a lot of times is sort of filtered through how we feel. When you ask yourself a question, you always get the right answer. You always get truth. It's when we are trying to finagle things in our direction, in our way, that we get the wrong answer because we're trying to make something happen that's not supposed to happen or it's not supposed to be that way or it's not the truth. So interesting when you read the parable of the talents in the Bible. and Basically, in this story, this master comes and gives each of his servants like a talent, almost like a sum of money, and says, go do something with this. And each of those people grow that talent except for one who buries it. And we'll just say the master wasn't pleased with that. <laughs> you think about the talents that God gives us, and the things that he gives us to grow and steward. We think we own all this stuff, but we're managing the resources that God gave us. And sometimes we got to admit that we're not doing it very well. Yeah, that's exactly right. And, you know, that's one of the reasons I even started doing what I'm doing. So I had a private practice with a therapy center. And I said to myself, okay, for the second half of my life, how can I help even more people? So I wrote a book and I started a podcast and a YouTube channel. And it's all to help people find their passion and purpose and live it. And then of course, my background is in high performance. So once they find out what that is, get the clarity on it and the direction on it, then, you know, how do I expand my skills and how do I actually fully live in this purpose that God gave me. Now, you wrote a book called Visualizing Happiness in Every Area of Our Life. And your background is in behavioral optometry. And for some, they're like, wait, how, how does that work? You know, they think about going to an optometrist and maybe getting some glasses or maybe thinking that they're having some problems with their eyes and they go with that. But then you've studied the behavioral and the neuroscience part of all of that and how it affects the way that we see not just the world, but how we see who we truly are. Exactly. And, you know, there's so much to that, just to give people a brief background. So behavioral optometrist looks at the whole person. So I have training in nutrition and emotional things and brain and how people function in their world and movement. And so I combine vision, brain or mind and movement, and I help people increase their abilities or their talents by breaking down patterns that didn't work in their lives, replacing them with patterns 
that are more beneficial and getting them automatic so integrated into their life. So using their the physical or physiological changes actually integrate into everyday life. It can be something as simple as being able to make a complex decision. So when it comes to learning, you have to be able to move your body to actually make complex decisions. So someone who who learns sports or dancing or things like that, their brains are growing, their brains are expanding, and it makes sense they can make complex decisions as opposed to a child who can let them sit and play video games all day. Their brains aren't growing. You know, when it comes to kids and maybe our kids don't seem all of that motivated and you go, okay, you work with a lot of high performance athletes and you work with a lot of CEOs, leaders, educators. Where should we start when we're parenting? When we want a better motive, when we want to better understand how to start to motivate our kids to see where their potential could be. I would say let them try different things. Even adults don't know what they like until they're exposed to it. And so have them trying different things. Encourage them to do things, even if they're, you know, there's some things they're going to say, oh, I don't want to do that. But, you know, a lot of kids, if you get them in the sport or the activity, they find that they really like it. So just encourage them to try things, even if they try something for a few months and it's like, oh, no, this isn't me. Okay, well, let's try something else. But they always need to be exposed to new things or learning new concepts. Because that's the only way they're going to find their passion, their purpose. Because any person, a kid or an adult, who finds what they're interested in and what they were meant to do and, and be, they won't need motivation. They don't need outside motivation. They don't even need inside motivation. They'll just like it, and they're going to do it. Now, you write a lot about visualizing what happiness looks like in the situations that we're in that maybe don't feel happy. A lot of times they aren't. I mean, life isn't fun. I'm I had some things happen in our family at Christmas time that we had no control over it. You know, when someone dies in the family or someone, you know, gets a serious illness or there are things in life that are hard and it would be crazy to say, Hey, I'm happy. That would be just insane. (laughs) Um, But, you know, if we can take those situations and say, what is the learning in this? What am I learning? How can I use this and use it to enhance your life rather than to feel bitter about it? Going back when it's tough and saying, what am I learning does open up a whole new perspective on where we can see potential, huh? Yeah. I mean, no one wants to lose a parent to death or, you know, no one wants to go through any of that, but it's just part of life and we're going to go through those things. So we might as well make the best of them. Well, we're talking with Dr. Kimberly Leonard today at SOS Radio, and she has a book that's out. It's called Visualizing Happiness in Every Area of Your Life. Hey, thanks for spending some time with us. Yes, I have enjoyed it. Thank you so much. Now, tell us about your podcast for those that are plugging in. So my podcast is called Incredible Life Creator, and I interview people from different walks of life to find out what gives them happiness and fulfillment and how they're putting their gifts out into the world. And the intention is that listeners are exposed to as many different views and careers and hobbies as possible so they can actually find what they're passionate about and what their purpose is, and they can start to create that in their lives. Perfect. All right. Well, it's on iTunes and Spotify, all the typical podcast spaces if you want to check that out with Dr. Kimberly Leonard. Thank you so much. Yes, thank you. 
Thanks for downloading the SOS Radio Podcast. If you enjoy the discussion and want to help the podcast grow, you can make a $10 donation through sosradio.net or inside the SOS Radio app. Thanks for your generosity. It helps us experiment with new things and keep the discussions fresh.